0: Hi, and welcome to the YES podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am YES. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to YES. Hi, this is Judy Wick, and I have the absolute privilege today of introducing my boyfriend, my very best friend, my husband of almost 34 years, all the same, Wes Wick. Hi, Wes.
1: Hi, Judy. (laughs) What a blessing to be across the table from you, and uh, I know the listeners uh, of this podcast have heard your voice quite a bit, but this is my first time to chime in here, but I just want to tell them what a joy it is to work with you.
0: Wow, you read that just like I wrote that. No, <laughs> thanks, babe. I it's an honor to work with you and to be in ministry together. We we really do feel so so blessed. So it was just a little over seven years ago. I can't believe that that the Lord uh, really impressed it upon our hearts to go after this untapped serving potential of the older population and to launch, yes, young enough to serve, and so. Since we've been working in this ministry together, Wes, again, for over seven years, as you look back over the past seven years, what would you say that is something that you find that is especially um, encouraging and hopeful?
1: That's a good question. Um, I would say we've seen a growing number of people really catch the vision of yes. Uh, When we first started out, I think maybe... We didn't even know what the complete vision was, but it's, mm-hmm. it's continued to evolve over these past seven years. Um, I find it particularly encouraging when young people catch the vision with us. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of folks under the age of 50 that see the p- potential of older adults and they realize this is something to get excited about. Just, just as we get excited about uh, the potential of young people, they're getting excited with us about the potential of older adults. Right. Um the whole intergenerational relationship aspect of our ministry uh the um leadership uh, involvement of young people with us uh, those have been really encouraging uh, parts of our ministry and now our our focus on disciple making i think when we first started yes we were just more talking generically about having a heart to serve mm. But I think uh, the more we've gotten into this and looked at scripture, it's like, okay, if we have a heart to serve, what is the master asking us to do? And he's asking us to go and make disciples. So that, I think, has just been such a a valuable part of our ministry, and it just gets more exciting all the time. Uh, We're also uh, on the threshold of expanding our staff, and uh, we won't get into all the details of that right now, but uh, I think that's really exciting. Um, even this podcast, I think it's just another avenue of ministry uh, to reach more people, right. to tell more stories. I think that's just a really exciting part of our our ministry as of late. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, I know it meant a lot. Yeah, last night, just getting an email from uh, someone that listened to one of our earlier podcasts and uh, is now maybe interested in going and working uh, in the realm of missions with... Um, uh, teaching English as a second language over in China. So that was just like exciting to hear. Okay, so what would you say, babe, are some of the challenges that um, we've faced in launching uh, launching this ministry aimed uh, at adults over 50?
1: That's kind of funny. When we look back, we had a conversation with a colleague who had already been in this area of ministry for several years, and, and uh, his warning to us was, basically don't quit your day job and that warning came after uh, we had already decided to jump into this with with uh, both feet both both of us with both feet so all four feet and um, I think uh, there he, he said um, a lot of pastors a lot of churches will give lip service to the importance of older adult ministry uh, but they won't typically back it up financially they uh, it'll kind of slip down in the priority list to number five or six and won't ever kind of make it to the top of the the list. So in some ways, I think he was accurate, but it also pointed to a need for us to to approach this differently, I guess, than, than uh, ways that have been tried before. And I think one of the things that we saw um, starting out in this area of ministry was that it was pretty much older adults caring about older adults. Mm-hmm. And that that paradigm is not a biblical paradigm. It's it's something that kind of evolved in our culture, but we've really separated generations too much. And and I think there's value in some <laughs> separate activities and and um, you know specialized ministries. But uh, the interaction be- between the generations is so important, so so valuable, and so uh, joyful. It's a great opportunity that we're missing out when it doesn't happen so that would be um, one of the challenges uh, I think when pastors are dealing with uh, the idea of investing in young people versus investing in older older people uh, it's basically the wrong question or a wrong scenario to even address it's not either or it's, it's really both and but when you think of it, you know, pastors uh, are working with young people, they're baptizing uh, new believers, they're, uh, they're dedicating babies, they're uh, marrying young couples. And then when it comes to older adults, a lot of times what sticks out in their mind is they're visiting hospitals and mm-hmm. they're um, performing uh, funeral services or mm-hmm. memorial services. And so that that um, is something that's kind of hard to get away from. That whole stereotype of the older years are much closer to, to death. Right. Uh, but there's so much living. We're talking about adults over 50. And I know when we first started, we had people ask us, you know, are you really kind of, is this about hospice? And it's like, well, that's just <laughs> a very small fraction of older adult living. So, um, just the perceptions the stereotypes that we've had to break through. I think those are some challenges. And, you know, to be honest, if I had a choice, if I was given the choice of investing in a young person uh, versus somebody that's close to dying, uh, I think that the natural choice would be invest in, in the younger people, but it's not a question of either or it's a question of both and, and how can we uh, use the talents, the gifts, the experience of older adults, not only to bless their own generation, to but to bless the whole body. And how can we use the young people uh, interacting with every generation in the church to, to be a blessing to the whole church, not just their own their own mm-hmm. peer group.
0: And I think that's been one of the exciting things, Wes, when we've been able to go into churches and and share, um, you know, just some of these concepts with people and see them look at the younger generation and just with fresh eyes and realize that, wow, it's not just, oh, they need us and our wisdom and our experience, the older generation. But when we really say, hey, what, we need the younger people. We need their expertise in technology, their cool factor. We need their energy. There's so much about them that we need. And so when we embrace each other, it's just a win-win for the kingdom.
1: Absolutely. You know, I just yeah. love
0: that. Okay, even,
1: even getting ready for this podcast, um, I'll just tell the listeners that you were on the phone with our nephew, Kyle, just trying to work out some of the technical aspects. So uh, if we had to go go at this alone...
0: Oh, hon, let's not bore them with idea, uh, those. <laughs> it's true. I had to call my much younger nephew because I need the help of the younger generation, yeah, and just, so many
1: areas. again, looking at Scripture, um, when you think of the uh, disciples kind of pushing away the younger person, and what Jesus said to them wasn't, hey, you need to pour into their lives. He said, no, you need to become mm-hmm. like them. And unless you become like a child, uh, you're not going to even enter the kingdom of, of God. So um, it's really important that that we value young people in our uh, ministry as well as them valuing older adults it's it's just a win-win when that happens
0: absolutely now i know that sometimes uh we're walking a tightrope in trying to help stir older adults toward serving relationships with younger people and intentional um disciple making and so this just becomes a tightrope to try and, and and get all of this how can you address that babe
1: well, I think being an advocate for change, it's always going to be somewhat of a tightrope. Um, we obviously can't come into a church and say, hey, we've got all the answers and you're doing it all wrong um, because they aren't doing it all wrong. They're And they're we doing,
0: don't have all the yeah, answers. we don't have all the answers, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so um, I love how Paul instructed Titus. He said, I give you full authority to both encourage and... Uh, correct or encourage, even a stronger word, uh, encourage and rebuke. Uh, But when you think about that encouragement, you don't really need a lot of authority to encourage people, but you do need authority, especially a a younger leader like Titus needed authority to correct. But those two words were paired up with each other, encouragement and correction. So Mm. we can't we can't give correction without encouragement. We have to, to make sure there's a foundation of encouragement there to even uh, have an audience with, with people and have them receptive to thinking about things differently. And and if we can not just point to things from our, our own uh, biases or our own cultural perspective, but really point people to Scripture, that's our safe to, safest right. ground to stand on. And so I think a lot of the things that we've stepped into, I, I don't think... There's an intention, people have not been intentional about being non-biblical, but they just really haven't sought scripture in terms of how should this work. A lot of times the starting question, as somebody's assigned the responsibility of working with older adults, they might say, well, what are older adults like to do? And <clears throat> that's probably not the best <laughs> question to start mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really what is God calling us as older adults to do with the, the time the you know the gifts the the wisdom the experience the relationships all the things that he's uh given us uh, how can we be the best stewards of those for his kingdom and as when you start asking the question what do older adults like to do you kind of end up with a little bit more of a complacent hmm. model of ministry and and a lot of field trips and potlucks and we're not against those but just it's it's just really important to um to challenge people and to, to make sure that they're going out full throttle for the Lord and, mm-hmm. and not not holding back.
0: And I know, like, even this week um, with one of the churches that we're working with, and new leadership has come in, and it's like they're just really wanting to get it right with uh, the older group. And we can understand some of the resistance that the older group has. I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, we're placed in a position within our ministry to really see both sides but it's not sides it's like no really there's there needs to just be this total unity and how can we work with each other and I know in just yesterday uh talking to a church and just um um telling one of the women um in leadership the more that she can get to know some of these older women and the more that she can hear their stories, instead of just coming in with a, you know, okay, this is the fresh way that we're going to do things now and everything, and and really, ruffling feathers or hurting feelings. But it's like get, get to know them and and their stance, and then of course we tell the older people, you know, get to know, get to know these younger people, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Them, so.
1: Yeah. And I think if we work side by side as opposed to. My group's going to talk to your group, and, yeah. but really being part of a team together, that's one of our areas of emphasis in the ministry. When we go to churches, we're really encouraging them to develop a real strong intergenerational team, and that puts people side by side um, in conversation where you really uh, start hearing people out as opposed to uh, just kind of formulating our own perspective within our own peer group because it's, it's a jaded perspective when we only have our own, uh, our own vantage point. There's a, there's a broader vantage point uh, to embrace. Uh, and, and we really benefit when we interact more with other generations.
0: Well, Wes, if you could highlight one compelling principle from Scripture that stands out as we move forward with yes, what would you say that that one would be, hon?
1: Oh, I guess... What comes to my mind is First Corinthians 12, uh, where Paul talks about the church being the body of Christ. And that is such an important symbol and something that you know we think of the bo- body of Christ, the family of God, both of those uh, pictures are metaphors um, of really a lot of interdependence. Uh, you know, if you really th- think that we're gonna be independent as adults over 50 and just kind of go at this ourselves and figure it out ourselves we're kind of fooling ourselves we're not designed to be independent people we're we're designed to be interdependent as part of the body and uh, you know in that passage of scripture it talks about uh, the head cannot say to the foot i have no need of you the, the hand or the, the eye cannot say to the hand i have no need of you mm and so both of those uh, sometimes we we approach older adults as though they're the victims but in this passage it's really the emphasis is on the head not saying to the foot uh, the, the eye not saying to the to the hand and so we have to look at our own lives how can we who have we ignored and who's kind of been outside our peripheral vision and we've just kind of made them invisible. and So sometimes it's it's younger younger people in the church, we've just kind of overlooked them and we've just kind of sought out our peers and, and let everybody else have their own friendships and everything, but I think just that if you can read through uh, 1 Corinthians 12 from a generational perspective, there's different ways to look through that scripture, but okay. uh, just the interdependence that we have mm-hmm. as the body of Christ, and if we can really embrace that and realize, okay, uh, there's probably somebody I've been ignoring in the body um, and, and when Jesus came to earth, he, he went after the people that were being marginalized, people that were being ignored. The mainstream uh, was missing, missing the poor, they were missing the sick, they were, they were just avoiding um, a lot of the people that needed Christ. He went to the, hung out with the sinners and, and others that needed, needed him. And uh, so, if we try to, to do everything uh, from a marketing standpoint, uh, you know, I was a business major as an undergraduate, and I probably my favorite subject was marketing. But uh, we were never called to be the business of Christ; we're called to be the body of Christ. And uh, boy, when we can get that in our heads, you know, this whole market segmentation mentality that we're gonna, okay, we're gonna focus on this young market we're going to focus on this middle-aged market this older market no it's like we have to to understand these are parts of the body they interact with each other they're not independent parts Mm -hmm. we have we have a responsibility and the joy of working together Mm -hmm. and if we can really grasp that uh, the body of christ is much stronger when we when we uh, appreciate the variety within the body
0: absolutely well, thank you so much, Wes, for coming by today. <laughs> I think I live. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, just it was great, um, just hearing your your perspective, and I just thank you so much for the vision that you have, and um, it honestly is an absolute joy to be in ministry um, with you. I I feel very very blessed, and I just would like, in closing, for you to please, could you just say a prayer for someone out there? You know, it could be a pastor that is just, for whatever reason, feeling frustrated with maybe some of the older adults in his church, or it could be an older adult listening to this that's feeling frustrated uh, at their church for whatever reason. And it's like, if we could just have some real breakthroughs here, and while we're available to help and assist in any way, you can go to our website and get in contact with, with us, but more importantly is we just believe in the power of the lord and that even today that he could offer fresh vision and hope
1: let's pray lord jesus we just thank you for the privilege of working in this area of ministry lord we thank you for how you've blessed us over the years how you've provided for us and uh, just right now as we're uh, sharing with those listening to this podcast i pray that you would i uh, just put it on our hearts lord to to reach outside of our own selves maybe outside our own peer group, and uh, just allow your spirit to, to work through us, Lord. May we establish relationships, Lord, with with young people, um, those that are young listening to this. May they reach out and have uh, friends that are, are much older than them, than them and just uh, gleaning from their wisdom. And we just pray, God, that you would use us all for your glory and uh, just help us if there's blinders in our lives lord just uh, help us to put those aside and really uh, concentrate on pleasing you with uh, the gift of these later years of life lord we, we live in a culture that sometimes we paint a picture of <clears throat> just uh, pretty much do whatever you want to do uh, in these later years this is your time you've, you've been accountable to to a boss and other other people, and now now there's no accountability. But Lord, we are accountable to you, and we ask, God, that each of us would, in our own way, please you with these uh, years, these gifts of life that you've given us, Lord. Help us to serve you with all of our hearts, and to uh, just continue to, to make disciples, reaching out to those that don't know you, reaching out to those that that know you but are young in their faith and need nurturing. Lord, just help us to be your hand and uh, your voice, Lord. We praise you and thank you for uh, this time with uh, your people. In
0: Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, babe. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Yes Podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with YES, or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yestoserve.org.